Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 177 of Electrified. I am your host, Eric Lyons. Hope everybody's having a great week. Happy Thursday. Um, the weather here this week in Baltimore has been great. It's been nice out. The O's had their home opener this week. It's been a big, you know, it's been pretty busy down here in Baltimore. Um, it's been, been a good week, good weather, good vibes. You know, um, happy to be here today talking to you guys for sure. Um, we got some things to discuss today. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, the play in, um, all things NBA. Uh, we're gonna also, I'm going to break down the uh, preview of the fight this week. And we got a big fight down there in Dallas, um, big welterweight title fight, three belt unification bout between Errol Spence and your Dennis Ugas. Uh, this is going down in Jerry's world, so we're going to talk about that. It'll be live on Showtime pay-per-view. Um, we're going to also talk about the wildest NFL offseason ever. That has just, like, this this offseason has been crazy. And we haven't really, I haven't touched on it. Uh, you know, during the time that things were going down, I was in the process of moving and, you know, getting things together here. And um, I, I think the couple weeks... Uh, after I recorded, I think the last time before, what was episode 75? I think episode 175, the last thing that had happened was the Wilson trade. And I think that was the big thing. And then after that, things just got insane. Uh, so we're going to go back, talk about that, and, and talk about what else is going on around the NFL right now. Um, still, Still some guys out there. Still some guys that are looking to find new homes. It's it's still pretty interesting. And the draft hasn't even come yet. Yeah. What an offseason it's been. Um, but another thing, uh, offseason, NFL offseason related, this is, um, you know, it's unfortunate that I start the episode with this. But this past Saturday, man. Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins tragically passed away at the age of 24. Um, he was a couple of weeks away from turning 25 in May. You know, that's that's not news you want to wake up to. That's not news you want to On a Saturday morning, I, I didn't expect to wake up to that. That was the last thing. Like, who, nobody, that would have never crossed my mind. No. So to wake up to that is crazy. And it's crazy. Anytime somebody close to my age, you know, I'm, I'm 23, I'll be 24 in August. Anybody around my age, when they pass away, it doesn't dawn on me how young they were at the time of death until I see, you know, the the uh beginning year to end year like looking at that man's death birth date and death date bro 97 to 2022 that's crazy that's crazy that is crazy man life life is extremely short life is too short too short and when you look at the outpouring of love and, and stories and pictures of uh, Dwayne Haskins and his smile and nothing but great things um, people had to say about him in the media um, and, you know, around the league alike. And it's just like, man, in such short time, he had left, you know, a big impact on the people that he was around. And I say that to say. It makes me, it made me look at myself 
and, and what I do and what I'm trying to do in this business, in this industry. And it just makes me want to not even, not just work harder, but not work harder to have success or work harder to, you know, continue to further my career in this thing, but work harder to impact somebody. You know, I go into each episode, I'm not focused on how many people listen or how many interactions my my uh drops get or anything like that. I'm not I, as long as I impact some people, whether it's through my the podcast or or whether it's through an article I write. If I could touch somebody in a positive way, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. And when I get DMs about something I've done or something I've done has helped somebody, you know, with some of their work or I'm able to help somebody, that that that's great for me. That's an achievement. That's something I would like to hang my hat on. Not the views, not the plays, the impact, man. If something I said or something I wrote impacted you in a great way, I'm good. I appreciate it. It's like no matter what you do, whether it's work or just being, you know, yourself around people, whatever the case may be, I just think that everybody should be living Just like live, bro, live, 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 live your life to the fullest, live it as extensive as you can, bro, get everything you can out of this life while you're here and do it in a way where people remember you for the you know for the good more than the bad live in a way where you you can live when you when it is your time to leave you leave with no regrets you leave with no stone unturned you've done everything that you could do while you're here because we never know man you could be here today and gone tomorrow and that's just that's that's the truth man that's the truth whether it's 24 years of age or 84 years of age. Live your life the best you can because you never know. You know, I I, I try to go into each day with a sense of positivity, which is hard, easier said than done, easier said than done, especially with so much negativity in the world, and, you know, <sighs> y'all gotta bear with me, I am, I am speaking directly from the heart, so if I'm, if I, if I am all over the place, bear with me, man, this, this is, like, it just bothers me, man, it bothers me, it bothers me, man, 24 Nah. Nah. That's crazy to me, man. That's crazy to me. It's like... For somebody to have such a future ahead of them. Well, yeah, a future ahead of them. For that to be cut short, it, it just doesn't seem fair, does it? It doesn't seem fair, man. Does not seem fair.
The best thing I could tell you is to cherish, cherish, value your life, your loved ones, your friends. Tell people you love them. Tell people what they mean to you while they're still here, while you're still here. You know, you you don't want to take anything with you. Get it all out, man. Get it all out. And I think that's something that I need to do more is, you know, let people know that it's all love. But most people, you would assume people know it's all love. But my thing, like birthdays, a simple happy birthday goes a long way, but not just a regular happy birthday. I try to add something onto it. But stuff like that, man, just you 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 try to I don't know man it this this is really hard for me it is and it's like this is my first time really talking about it um it's just like bro what the hell what the hell it just it, it really makes you think like you can do everything right in the world and it's like you, you, you really never know, bro. You never know. Um, you know, prayers to his family, his loved ones, his friends. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, man. If if it seemed like I'm rambling, I am because my I, my mind is all over the place with this situation, and it's sad. It's frustrating. But like I said, man, just keep keep those close to you, close to you, man. You you gotta let people know how you feel about them. You don't want to take anything with you, and you don't want to have any rest. I try to not live with regret. You know, I I, I I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. I'm I am you know on this life path just like the rest of you, man. And who knows when my time will come. So while I'm still on it, while my train is still smoking and everything is still rolling, I'm going to do the best I can to live the best I can while I can. Once again, you know, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins. Very, very sad situation. Now, it frustrates me that when somebody passes away, it's trending on Twitter. But right alongside that, because Twitter will, you know, it'll have the trending tweet, the trending topic alongside a related topic. Dwayne Haskins is trending all day Saturday. Who else is trending with Dwayne Haskins? Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter decided to break this news in the most inhumane inconsiderate and ignorant way possible a tweet that's now deleted basically what adam did was talked about this young man's shortfalls professionally and reported his death then after getting heat for about 20 minutes deleted the tweet and then try and basically just took parts out didn't didn't really try again and then sent that tweet out. Nasty. Nasty, man. Nasty. And players got on him, killed him all weekend, destroyed his mentions, people, everybody. Because what are we doing here, man? What are you do- what are we doing here? I know the saying, uh, read the room, is pretty cliche, but that's what you have to do in that situation. As as somebody who, I'm in the media, if I was to break news, I'm not breaking news about somebody's death like that, or at all. I don't, that's not my place. I don't think, as 
uh, a sports media member, that's uh, any that's your place to do that. Sure, different media outlets, local media outlets reported it. But Ian Rappaport, he broke it down best on Pat's show. You know, he got the news. He didn't break it. He waited for the Steelers to make an announcement. And then he piggybacked off of that and, and gave his condolences. Boom, simple as that. He didn't jump the gun and say, oh, I have to get this story out. Oh, I have to report this now. This has to come from me. And even if you do do that, why is that man's professional career anywhere near this? It has nothing to do with this. A simple Dwayne Haskins, brother, husband, friend, player, tragic loss, tragically lost his life at the age of 24. Something as simple as that. But to talk about his time in Washington that led to where he was in Pittsburgh, what does that have to do with anything, man? What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. Nothing. And you guys know I have big beef with Adam Schefter. I, I, I can't stand that guy. But this has been going on for some time now. Think, go back to last year on draft day. Draft night. Draft day. What does what does Adam Schefter do? Oh, let me drop this old ass Aaron Rodgers story. Take the attention away from these young kids who work their asses off to get to where they are and it's their night. Yeah, but let me take away from that and talk about Aaron Rodgers wanting to leave Green Bay. Boom. Now that's the news cycle. Now everybody's watching the draft, trying to see what the Packers are going to do. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Jumping the gun on the Brady retirement. Come on, like, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? Then most recently, before the Haskins thing, the Deshaun Watson situation, which I have been staying far away from, and I plan, I, I, I intend on doing so. I, I'm not, I, no, no. But, after Deshaun Watson was cleared of the criminal charges, Adam Schefter basically did this long tweet and it just made it seem like Deshaun Watson was like so super innocent. It's like, man, read the worm. Like, do you know who your audience is? Like, what are you doing? And how has ESPN not suspended this clown? I have no clue. Oh, no. Let's not. No, they didn't suspend him. No, they gave him a, a fat contract. But I remember when Ian Rappaport got suspended for a Manscaped ad. What? Come on, man. What are we doing here? But when I read the tweet and then I saw the out the, the backlash from it, it made me think about when Sean Taylor was uh, murdered in a home invasion and Colin Cord and um who was it? Michael Wilbon decided to basically blame Sean Taylor's death and the fact that somebody broke in his home on himself. Decided that Sean Taylor, who was the victim, brought it on himself. They decided to talk about his uh, previous off-field problems and all this going on. That's what it reminded me of. I don't think these media members understand, bro. These these athletes, these players, celebrities, whatever you want to call them, they are human beings before anything. And they forget that. They forget that when they get injured. They forget that when they get traded. They forget that when they get released. They forget that, um, they just forget it, bro. They forget that, or they know, and they just don't care, because that's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. How can you be so professional and, 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 and so have this big, large following because of the, you know, the, the work you've put in in your career? That you can't respect somebody else, let alone respect the dead. Come on, man. I, I, I can't. That's just something I can't get behind at all. That's not my style. That's not how I will, I will ever move. I will never move like that. Never. 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 And it pissed me off. Man. Just like it pissed everybody else off. 
Um, so to take away the attention from something so tragic and, and then ended up making it about himself, Adam Schefter, he, he's the worst, bro. He's the worst. Can't stand that guy. Can't. Cannot. Um, but all in all, man, once again, prayers to the, uh, Dwayne Haskins family, friends, sad situation. Um, you guys know I talked about Dwayne before when he was dealing with the Washington, you know, trying to get out of Washington. And, um, you know, I was happy for him to get out of Washington. I was hoping to see him compete in Pittsburgh. Um, very sad, sad end. Um, such a young life, man. Very sad. Um, Let's see. Um, how can we get out of that, man? Play some music, and then we can get back to it. That lady once stopped me on the street. I was wearing white shoes. And she says, I'm glad you're sticking with the white shoes. She says, it makes me feel good. It's good if I... They gonna judge you for love Say we can always be fly We can be good long as them sneakers wide You'll be alright Say you'll be alright Say you'll be That was Wale, the white shoes. If you don't know, I love Wale. I'm a big Wale fan. The white shoes, great song. Great, you know, pick you up song. Um, yeah, had to come out of that. Um, shout out to Wale, of course. And talk, speaking, you know, somebody who was also taking the loss of the uh, Wayne Haskins kind of hard. So Wale posting a lot of pictures of them. And um, yeah. It, it, you, you just never know, man, who you touch and the impact that you you make on them, man. You never know. Uh, moving on, though. Moving on. Moving on. Let's get into this fight this weekend. So, Errol Spence Jr., Eudenis Ugas. We got um the WBC, the WBA, and the IBF uh, World Welterweight Titles. On the line this weekend, it should be a good fight. Well, a good night. Um, let's see who else is on that card. Let's see what the whole card is looking like, and um, see how many undercards there are. Let's take a look at it, man. All right, let's jump right into it. We have whoa, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's great. Oh, we love that. We love to see that. We love to see that because I work Saturday night, but I got a new gig. And at my gig, I don't get off at one o'clock on Saturdays anymore. Thank God I get off much earlier. So I'll probably be home before 11. The card starts at nine. There's one, two, three, four, five fights before the main event. I'm good. Um. Let's see. Oh, Brandon Lee is on this. Oh, wow. Junior Welterweight, uh, Brown, Brandon Lee will take on Zachary Ocho. Who else we got on here? Cody Crowley versus Josecito Lopez. Another Welterweight scrap. Okay. Okay. Francisco Vargas. Um, Jose um, Valenzuela. Okay. Lightweight belt. Another lightweight bout. Um, Issa Cruz versus Eurekas Gamboa. How the hell does Gamboa keep getting fights, man? How? Never mind. I'm not. I'm not even gonna do that to him. But let's take a look at the tail of the tape, man. Let's start off with Mr. Eudenis Ugas, 27 and four, 27 and four record, with 12 KOs. Um, he's 35 years old. Fights out of Cuba. He's orthodox style. Stands at five nine with a 69 inch reach. Um, fights out of Miami, Florida. Um. Not really a, a, a an extensive or an impressive resume, um, with all due respect. Um, 
He's fought Sean Porter. He fought Sean Porter back in 2019. He lost to him in a split decision. Um, he beat Omar Figueroa Jr. Um, in a unanimous decision. Okay. Um, had a, a split decision against Abel Ramos. Um, but most recently, his last fight was August of 2021. Last year, he fought Manny Pacquiao um, for the WBA welterweight title. Um, he beat Manny Pacquiao in a unanimous decision. Um, the score was 115-113, 116-112, 116-112. I remember that fight, and I was watching that fight, and I was like, bro, this is just two old guys in here. Right? Ew. Um, he didn't look great in that fight, to be completely honest. Um, his style is uh, like, it's not really an exciting style. Um, he, you know, he hasn't TKO'd, stopped anybody since 2018. Um, he can box, man. I'm not trying to, you know, downplay him, but it's just like, bro, you're, he's he's 35. Um, not really a big resume. Uh, his biggest fight was the one he just won against Manny Pacquiao. Um, but he is the title holder, and these are the fights that we need. We need more unification belts, especially at the welterweight division. So, uh, I'm glad this fight got made, but I'm not really. I'm not sleeping on him, but it's like, man, come on, man. It's Errol Spence, man. It's Errol Spence. It's Errol Spence. 27-0, 21 KOs. You know, he's from Dallas, hometown. Um, He stands at 5'9 and a half uh, with a 72-inch reach. You know, he's got the reach advantage, uh, a slight height advantage. Um, He also has the age advantage. Um, Errol Spence Jr. is he's thirty two. He's got you know four years. I mean three years younger than um, you, Dennis Ugas. But um, uh, this resume is much better. <laughs> um, you know with wins over Mikey Garcia, Sean Porter, um, Lamont Peterson, Cal Brook. You know big wins over those guys. Um, his you know his last fight against Danny Garcia, uh, which went all twelve. Once again, he hasn't stopped anybody since 2018 either, uh, which is around one KO over uh, Carlos Marriquez. And, you know, he was on a roll, man, back back in, you know, from 20, what, 2015 to 2018 of just stopping guys. You know, the man down moniker came from there. But it hasn't been man down as of late. Um, his last one, two, three, three fights went all 12. Um, now, the Danny Garcia fight back in um, December of 2020. So he hasn't fought in a year's change, right? But that fight was right after the car accident where he almost lost his life and almost lost his career. And he got right back in there and showed that I don't need a tune-up fight. I am still that guy. Give me the biggest challenge, you know, one of the biggest challenges in the division in Danny Garcia, and I'll show you what I can do. And he did that. He won the fight. Uh Scorecards read 117, 111, 116, 112, 116, 112. He won by a big margin. The fight really wasn't ever close. Um, he dominated Danny from bell to bell. It, it, it was a good showing. Um, but this is a fight I feel that maybe we could we could see a stoppage from Errol Spence. It depends, though. I mean, Ugas does have a good chin. He's never been down before. Um, I am looking forward to this fight. I look at this fight as... Once again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, you never look past anybody. You you never want to look past anybody, and I don't encourage Errol Spence to do that. But I'm looking at this fight as another stepping stone to what we ultimately want to see, which is Errol Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford. That's the fight we want. But not just because of those, who they are, but because... We want to see this division unified. We want to see an undisputed champion. We want to see that. Spence has two belts. Crawford has one. Ugas has the last one. This is just a third piece of the puzzle. And if he can get this, we should be a step closer to getting that big fight, super fight between those two. Um, we're at May. I mean, that's a fight that we could we could get the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Who knows, man? I, I would love to get that fight this year.
Love that. If we could get that fight, we had April, maybe like Thanksgiving, November, November of this year. That would be good. That would be love, man. That would be that would be great. Would love to see that. Would love to see that. And they just it's just so many goddamn politics, bro. But if we can get past all of that and make this fight happen, that would be great. But as far as this fight goes, this weekend, this card, it's gonna be a good card. But as far as the fight goes, man, I'm I'm rolling with Errol Spence. I just don't think that Udenis Ugas has enough to um to make to make this a good fight. I mean, Pacquiao was catching him a lot in that fight, and his defense didn't look that great that night. I I, I feel like that fight was closer than it was, and if he fights the way he fought against Pacquiao, he might go to sleep this weekend, man. If 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 uh, Spence can put that, if he can get that left, if he can get that left out there, it, it might be a, a a quick night for you, Dennis Ugas. Um, but I'm rolling with Errol Spence. You know what? I I say I say man downs back, man. I I got it with a uh, a knockout in the seventh round. How about that? Knockout in the seventh. Um, but let's stay with boxing. Let's stay with boxing though. Last weekend, man. This past weekend, there was some good fights on, man. Some good fights. I did wake up to watch that um, Triple G fight. And, okay. Triple G's body is in good shape. He looked good to be a 40-year-old man. He looks great for a 40-year-old. Still in great shape. But boxing-wise, does not have his legs. Does not have that same movement that he had. Um, and he was getting beat on, man. He was getting beat on. The guy was, he was killing him to the body. He looked slow. He was hurting him. Um, but if he didn't get that nice, that nice uh, right hook that he landed to knock the guy's mouthpiece out, ultimately turned the tide of the fight and he get the stoppage, um, you know, it was a different, it would be a different fight if he, if uh, his opponent could have kept to the body. But Triple G looked, he looked okay for a 40 year old in the ring with somebody who's not necessarily on his level. But, Canelo gets past Dimitri Bivol, and these two do have their last, uh, you know, their final fight in the trilogy. It's going to be ugly for Triple G, man. He, 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 especially at 168. Especially at 168, man. Canelo's going to kill him. But it's going to be his last, you know, big payday, his swan song. He can ride off into the sunset, and that should be it for Triple G because it, the writing was on the wall a couple years ago in the Derevchenko fight. And that this past weekend just proved to me, man, it, it, it's over for him. It's about to be a wrap. He can go ahead and hang it up after this one if he gets it. Um, then I watched uh, the card. The Showtime card was pretty good. Uh, what's my guy's name, man? Tony Harrison had a good fight. He looked good. He looked good out there. Went all 12, but his defense looked good. His counterpunching looked good. The jab was stiff. Hell of a fight for him. And then, man, the main event. Um, Erickson Lubin versus Sebastian Fundora, man. That that Sebastian Fundora, she's a problem, man. That reach, that length, the height, both on offense and defense, is a problem. It's stifling, man. And he has power, bro. He beat the hell out of Erickson Lubin. I mean, he looked Lubin looked unrecognizable after that fight. They had no choice but to stop it. And now I think, you know, Sebastian Fedora should be in line for the winner out of Charlo and Castaño. That he should be in line for a title shot. And I think he can beat either one of them, to be quite honest with you. To be quite honest. So it was a good good night for boxing, good day for boxing last Saturday. With uh, the exception of Ryan Garcia going all 12 with an electrician. But that's y'all king, though. Not mine. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Not my king. Not my king, not at all, not at all. What a what a big scam! What a big scam, bro. Sheesh, that's tough. Um, let's see, let's see. I think that's all I got for the boxing man. Uh, let's move on to. Let's move on to some N- N- NFL stuff. Let's get into the NFL offseason stuff. Uh, before we get to the NBA playoffs, and I'll get you guys out of here for the week. Let's get to it. So, let's backtrack. All right, let's backtrack to 
Let's talk about some trades that went down. All right. Carson Wentz, they shipped him out of Indianapolis, sent him back to the NFC East, back to Washington. Well, not back to Washington. They sent him to Washington. Um, Of all the places Carson Wentz could have been traded to, I think that this was the worst. And I'm not saying that because Washington barely has an offensive line. There are some pieces there. They have two good running backs. And Gibson and um, McKinnick. They have Terry McLaurin. There's, there's, there's things there. But FedEx Field. The field that, that takes knees and, and chews them up and spits them out. For a quarterback like Carson Wentz. Oh no. That's hell. But Washington all around, bro. If Dan Snyder doesn't sell the team, I'm going to sell it for him. There's always something with that team. But in all seriousness, as far as Carson Wentz goes in Washington, man, I this has to be it for him, right? This has to be his last shot. You know, you you got the big deal in in Philly, but you couldn't get it right. They send you to Indianapolis. You only play a season there. You couldn't make the playoffs with them. Couldn't stay healthy. So they send you to Washington. You would have to think that this is it for him. Um, yeah, man. I, and especially you're back in the NFC East. You've had success there um, a long time ago. But, you know, I'm, I'll be watching, man. I'll be watching. I think that he could surprise us, especially with him and Terry McLaurin. That could be a big a connection for him. But, it's like I can't play the change of scenery card because you just got your change of scenery last year. And, I mean, you were in a good spot. I mean, you to be quite honest, Wentz was just downgraded, man. You you had a great great running back in Jonathan Taylor. You had some couple receivers over there in T.Y. and Michael Pittman. Um, and then that defense, that Colts defense, been pretty solid. But guys couldn't win ball games, and you couldn't stay healthy or take care of the football. So... Now you go to Washington, a worse situation. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Um, Khalil Mack to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Whew. Good luck to all the quarterbacks in the AFC West, man. Good luck to Pat Mahomes. Good luck to Russell Wilson, uh, who, you know, leaving the NFC West and dealing with the 49ers for years and having to deal with the Cardinals. And, you know, having to deal with the, um, who's the last team in the NFC West? Oh, the Jesus, the Rams, man. Defenses. Awful, crazy defenses out there. You know what I mean? Having to fight through them to get to the playoffs for years. And now you you go to the AFC West. And what happens to Khalil Mack? He's a charger now. So now you got to see that twice a year along with Joey Bosa. Woo, Jesus. Good luck, Russ. But, man, that's crazy. Once again, I, I personally haven't seen Khalil Mack since, whew, what was that, man? Week 1, 2019? That was probably the last time I laid eyes on him. He ain't made too much noise since then. So maybe he needed a change of scenery. Maybe he'll get back right, you know, back in the AFC West. You know, but me personally, I hadn't seen him. You know, I had put out an APB for him. Um, I sent out, you know, I put his picture on a milk carton. Has anybody seen Khalil Monster Mac? Uh, I hadn't seen him. You know, last time I saw him, he had broke Rogers' leg, but Rogers had finished the game and won it. So I hadn't seen him. So maybe we'll see him again in LA. Yeah, possibly. Um, we just talked about Russell Wilson to Denver. We already knew that. <clears throat> then with the departure of Carson Wentz, in came Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. I don't know if you guys remember. I know some, you know, longer time listeners remember this. But the day Andrew Jones, damn, who? <laughs> no, I was about to say Aaron. Then I was... Andrew Luck. I don't know where Jones came from. I'm talking about Andrew Luck. Man. The day Andrew Luck retired, 
and the Colts booed him in their preseason game. I mean, the Colts fans booed him. I believe I cursed the city of Indianapolis and the Colts. So they would never win anything ever again because of that. And since then, they've had, what, three quarterbacks since then? Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz. Now you bring in number four, you bring in Matt Ryan. Now listen, I know Matty Ice still got some left. And especially with a good running back behind him, all he got to, you know, just got to take care of the ball, hand the ball off. Got a solid defense. This could be good for Matt Ryan. But how many years does Matt Ryan have left in him? You know, to play at a high level, to be able to compete in the AFC. Because AFC is stacked. And there's a lot of young arms in the AFC. And look here, Matt. You got to be on your game, buddy. You got to be on your game. You gotta be in your game. And, you know, lucky for you, all you gotta you, you just gotta worry about the king. You gotta worry about Trevor Lawrence. Um that's that's about it. And I mean the Texans, God bless them. But um, you know, it's it's not a tough, tough division in the South, but it's not easy, I'll tell you that. Still gotta see the king twice a year, but as a quarterback, as Matt Ryan you have enough juice to compete in the AFC South. You understand what I'm saying? I believe that Matt Ryan still has enough juice, but I'll, it'll be interesting to see. But he looks he looked good, man, in his in his um, picture with his family. It looked like they you know going to fit right in in Indianapolis. Um, what else has happened? Uh, Robert Woods saying the AFC South. Robert Woods, man, poor Robert Woods. Robert Woods, you know he was. Out there in L.A. doing what he had to do. And Odell Beckham comes. And what happens to Robert Woods? He mysteriously tears his ACL. I'm not saying Odell, you know, unscrewed his cleat or something. And poof. There goes Robert Woods' knee. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put that on him. I'm just saying it was a bit weird that the day Odell got there, Robert Woods mysteriously, magically out for the season. I'm, hey. I'm not here. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, even though sometimes, you know, my TikTok for you page, they they send me conspiracy TikTok. I don't want to see that. I'm just here for the jokes and the dogs. But I'm just saying it it was a little weird to me that that just saying something to look at. Okay, just something to look at. Um, Robert Woods, they sent him down there to Tennessee. Um. You know, this is after they, you know, bring in Allen Robinson and they were still talking about bringing Odell back. And she's like, bro, what about Robert Woods? You know, what about Robert Woods? So he's in Tennessee. Another weapon for um, Ryan Tannehill after the, the departure of Julio Jones. So hope to see Robert Woods bounce back after, you know, his injury last season. What else? So Amari Cooper was sent to Cleveland. Okay, that's a weapon for I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for them this season, but another weapon to that Cleveland offense, and even you know with Jarvis Landry not there, but there's apparently been talks of him maybe coming back now with the acquisition of Deshaun Watson. But let's 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 stay there for a minute because they trade for him, he signs this huge monster guaranteed deal, and you have a bit of a situation. So we know Baker Mayfield, prior to this, had requested a trade. They said no. All right. So you tell him no. This is before the Deshaun Watson trade happens. Think about it like this. If I'm in a relationship with you, and I find out you've been texting another guy, and I say, I want to break up. And you say, no. I'm going to look at you like you are insane. How are you going to try to keep me, what we got going, but you over here texting other guys? Filling, you know, filling them, filling them out, seeing what they got to offer. And, and, and think I'm going to stick around. No. So, 
I understand Baker Mayfield's frustration, especially after this past season. He just played basically the majority of the season with his goddamn shoulder torn off the gristle. Didn't get surgery. He wanted to play for you guys, and this is how you guys treat him. I don't think an extension was ever going to be you know, brought up to him, even with the Watson thing, if that didn't happen. But I think he would still be their quarterback this season and maybe if how the season goes on moving forward. But, okay, just talking to Deshaun Watson, that, you know, he's up in arms over there. All y'all did was talk to him. You said you're not trading him. All right, whatever. At that point, maybe I'm sitting out. But I might go play. Because y'all just talk to him. Y'all can massage me. Oh, I, I didn't mean to say that. I really didn't. That was the wrong choice of words. Let me try that again. Y'all can, you know, manage the situation a little more. Make me feel a little better. Understand what I'm saying? But then you trade for him and expect me to stick around? Oh, no, you're crazy. I'm not going to be a side of fries to anybody. Understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not a side of mac and cheese with the with the Popeye's meal. I'm not a side of fries with the Chick-fil-A nuggets. I'm not the Sour Patch Kid in the movie pack. I'm not. I'm the popcorn, baby. Butter me up. So, y'all not trying to let me go. And I'll tell y'all why they're not trying to let him go. This is pretty obvious, but I'll tell y'all why they're not trying to let him go. Yes, Deshaun Watson has been cleared of the criminal charges. Cool. Yeah, we know that. Civil case is still a on the way and we don't know what's going to come out of that and if there's going to be a suspension or a commission exempt list for him we don't know but if Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended between anywhere between four you know six to eight games the majority of the season they're going to need somebody to you know hold the hold the fort down until then it's not going to be Case Keenum so oh wait we have Baker Mayfield we already have a starter that we drafted first round we already have that so yeah that's why they're trying to keep him on the background because they genuinely do not know right now about Deshaun Watson's situation okay yeah sure he may be the quarterback of the future in, in Cleveland but is he going to be the quarterback of right now in 2022 that still remains to be seen but if I'm Baker Mayfield I'm telling the Cleveland Browns here's what you can do you can go um, book you a flight, um, first class. You know, get you some peanuts, um, maybe some caviar, um, glass of wine. First class recline, get comfortable. Put a movie on, all right. You know, put a put a movie on. Maybe watch Shrek. Um, get on the plane. You know, go to sleep, take a nap, uh, and then go straight to hell. <laughs> That's what I'm telling them. Because no, no, you're not gonna hold me on the back burner. Because you have somebody who may or may not be playing this year and you want to keep me here just in case. No. Let me go. Then what if I get hurt? Right? Or, so yeah, I'm telling them to go to hell. And I'm also telling them I'm going to go shoot some commercials for Hulu and Progressive. Um, I already have that money in the bag. And I'm going to go shoot some more commercials. So that's where I'll be for the remainder of the 2022 season. Um and I'll be back next year. If anybody wants to holler at me, I'll be I'll be pretty healthy. Simple as that. Because yeah, no, nah, y'all disrespecting that guy, disrespecting him. I know I know he hasn't been the most consistent quarterback, but he played his heart out for y'all last year. You know, have have, have some common courtesy. And at the end of the day, we know it's just business. But um, yeah, I I I get it, man. I get the frustration. I really do. I get the frustration. One thousand percent, and I feel that I would feel the same disrespect. I would, I would. Um, let's see, who else? What else? Okay, talk about that. that, that um, th- oh, this was a weird one. This one came out of the blue. I didn't know there was frustration with Tariq Hill and the and the Chiefs. I that was news to me. That was news to me. I I was in the car like, what? So I'm on the way to Ikea when that was going on. I was like, why? What? 
Then they just sent them to the Dolphins? Oh no. Now let's think about let's let's talk about both sides of this. So let's talk about the Chiefs and then we'll talk about uh Tariq Hill. Start off with the Chiefs. And we just talked we talked about how the AFC West is 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 stacked, right? So you, you as you look at the Chiefs, right? If you're the Chiefs, you're looking around you, and you look at the Raiders. They made big moves. You look at the Chargers. They big made big moves. Then you look at the Broncos, who also all made that all made big moves. That all three teams in that division got better. They got better. They, I mean, drastically better. Like overnight, they're. From contenders to goddamn playoff, to write their ticket to playoff now. Like, that's how good they got overnight. And you look at the Chiefs, and it's like, well, we're waiting. We're waiting. What are you guys going to do? What are you guys going to do? I know you guys are going to make a move. You don't. Uh, you don't make a move. Instead, you, you make a move that I'm, just, I'm literally scratching my head right now. You trade Tyreek Hill. And now... All right, you bring in Mark what Marquez Valdez Scantling, who is a great, solid. He's a solid wide receiver. He is not a number one. You also bring in Juju Smith Schuster, who is also not a number one receiver. And it's like, what are you guys doing here? I mean, you got some speed in MVS, but he 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 was a big part of what the Packers had going on last season, and he was missed. He was missed very big in that uh, divisional round matchup, but. Oh, I'm not writing the Chiefs off. Because the last time I wrote the Chiefs off, they um I bur- I tried to bury the Chiefs and, and they did they they said no no no. They rose up from the ashes and rose up like the Undertaker and said no no no. We're still here. Um but I this time I'm not burying them, I'm not putting them away. I'm just saying Um It's going to be some problems this season, man. It's going to be it's going to be some problems. It's not going to be a cakewalk. Um, it's not guaranteed that you guys are winning this division. I'm, they're not. The Chiefs are not winning the AFC uh, West this season. I'm telling you that right now. It's April. I'm telling you that, and I'm standing on that. Remember, I said this in April. It's April what fifteenth? April fourteenth? Yeah. The Chiefs are not winning the AFC no, uh, West. That's stamp that. Remember, I said this on episode one seventy seven. But it's going to be very hard to compete this year. Um, I mean, I'm not. Listen, you still got Patrick Mahomes. You do. You still got Patrick Mahomes. But the last time we saw the Chiefs, they didn't score a single point in regulation against the Bengals in the AFC title game. I mean, would it score three? Three in the second half? That's what I meant. Yeah, in the second half of regulation. Something like that. Basically, what I'm saying is they did not play very good football offensively in the second half or defensively. So, uh, you look at that, and we're going now in the month of April, and all the moves that has been have been made, you know, Tariq Hill being lost, you still got Kelsey, yeah, but you do not have a true number one receiver. And Kelsey's your your wide receiver, your uh, WR one now. It's like I don't know, man. The Chiefs, I don't know. I'm not saying that window is closed, but hey, they should they should have they should have beat the Bucks. They should have got two because I don't know when they're gonna get another one. You know, when we looked at the, you go back to 2018. You know, the, the loss against the Patriots, and then you go to 2019, they make it to the Super Bowl, they win it, and you go into 2020, and you're like, all right, maybe this these guys are going to be the new dynasty here. Then they, they win the AFC title game again, they make it to the Super Bowl, but then they get smashed. It's like, all right, you can't start a dynasty, and you get smashed by Tom Brady. You can't do that. Then they lose that. They're already, you know, in the offseason, they're looking to get back, like looking past everybody, talking about, oh, yeah, we can't wait to see them again in the Super Bowl. Then you then you don't make it. Make it to another AFC title game, but you don't make it. You lose to the same team twice in one season. I mean, in the span of a few weeks, 
and now everybody around you has gotten drastically better and you haven't. Yeah, it's gonna be it's going to be interesting. And then for Tariq Hill, it's like, bro, damn. I mean, all right, I understand. You know, Miami. That's 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 your that's where you at and everything like that. But only upside is, hey, you in Miami? Go catch a Heat game because uh, you ain't gonna be catching too many deep balls from Tua. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. You 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 you're not going to be doing that. Um. This is a guy who couldn't get the ball to Devontae Parker twice for me. Um, good luck. Uh, good luck. I, I don't I don't think that the, the numbers are going to be the same down there. Not at all. I do not think the numbers are going to be the same down there. No, sir. No, sir. Now, oh, yeah, Devontae Parker got sent to New England. That was very strange, too. But the biggest trade of the offseason... And, and, you know, the, the biggest trade that affected me personally as I look up on my wall and see my Devontae Adams jersey frame next to my Aaron Rodgers jersey. I was taking a nap that evening. I wake up to at least 45, maybe 50-something messages. Messages from the group message. Messages from guys I hadn't talked to in almost a year. I mean, these people are coming out the woodworks. DMs, everything. Everything was popping. I'm like, what the hell is this in my birthday? Did somebody um, leak some information from? I don't know what's going on. And I rub my eyes, right? Get my bearings. Eric, you okay? Huh? What happened? Who did it? Somebody, like, what happened? Oh, no. Fonse Adams traded to the Raiders. Oh, no. But what we get? I know we got some picks and some bodies. Oh, no. A first and a second rounder. Traded that man for a bag of chips and a huggy. Yikes. Now, all jokes aside, I, I told you guys how I felt about this. I mean, I, my energy's been the same since last season. I've been told you guys. Never was for the tag. Never was for the tag. Never, never was for the franchise tag. And I knew he wasn't going to be. No, you don't tag him, bro. He's the best receiver in football. You don't do that. We knew that already. You either pay him his worth. I've been saying this for months. You pay him his worth or you trade him. Simple as that. So they traded him. Tried to pay him at the last minute, but the bridge was already burnt. Um, I think that him and Rodgers knew that this uh, season, this last season, was going to be their last season together. Something that a conclusion that mostly everybody drew was that, you know, the last dance was actually about those two. So I'm not going to sit here and say that the reason that Devontae Adams didn't get paid is because Aaron Rodgers got paid. I don't think that had anything to do with each other. I think that they already knew what time it was. Okay, well, you trade him, now you free up money, and you're able to re-sign and keep Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell, and Rasul Douglas, and you still got room to get an extension done for Jair. Oh, man, I'm not upset at all. I'm not. Was I a little hurt? Sure, I'm going to miss Tay. Love Tay. Love Tay. Best in the business. Love 17, man. But he's happy. He got his bag, and he's going to be able to play with one of his closest friends. For the team that he wanted to play for as a kid it Doesn't get better than that We save money We're able to retain our defense Which we're going to need this season And we still got money to make moves And we got more draft capital to make moves I'm not worried about us man I'm not worried about the offense We still got the, we got the back-to-back MVP I also said that If I had to choose one Of course I'm keeping Rodgers Man it's the back-to-back MVP I, 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 I need somebody to throw the ball Come on, man. Be real. Be real. This, everybody talking about like it was the end of the world. Like, bro, you still got the back-to-back MVP. Come on. Yes, you got to pay Rodgers. You had to pay Rodgers. It was always we're paying Aaron Rodgers. It had to be. You guys drafted a quarterback in the first round. You traded up to draft a quarterback in the first round two years ago. What does he do? He burned the league down that year. 
boom, MVP. Then came back again, burned the league down again, back-to-back MVPs. You had no choice but to pay him. You owed him that because y'all messed up. Y'all messed up. You said, oh, man, we thought it was over. Well, you thought wrong. It wasn't over. The man is still the man. He is still Hemothy Turner. He is still him McGraw. Come on. Aaron Rodgers, man. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Um, let's see. Some deals got done. Um, some new new teams, man. New guys found new teams and got new money. Sorry, I got a little hot about that. Sorry, but I, I knew it was. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scandling signed a three-year deal with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs worth $30 million. Um, Allen Robinson, three years, $46.5 million with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Vaughn Miller, six years, $120 million from Buffalo. Randy Gregory got five years, $70 million from Denver. Marcus Williams signed a five-year deal with the Ravens worth $70 million. And the man responsible for all of this madness has to be Christian Kirk, who somehow managed to get four years, $72 million for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I want to investigate. I want the Jaguars investigated, and I also want the Rams investigated because somehow the Rams are looking at Stephon Gilmore and Tyron Matthew. How? With what money? Where is this money coming from? Where is this money coming from? Investigate them both. Investigate them both. That's crazy. That's insane. That's that's insane. That's insane. The amount of money that the Jags spent. And I mean and, and, and honestly, bro, the money that they spent, it's not like they 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 they, they signed a lot of people. But it's like it wasn't like big names. It's like bro, they were just signing guys just because they could. And it's like coming into the offseason, everybody's talking about the Colts. Colts, Colts ain't do nothing. The Colts stingy as hell. Crazy. And some guys also stayed with their teams but got new money. Um, you know, after the Tay trade, he got a five-year extension worth $140 million from Vegas. Derek Carr just got paid, uh, what was that, Wednesday? He just got paid, yeah, yesterday. He just got paid yesterday. Uh, three years, 125 I mean, uh, uh, excuse me, $121 million. Um, Stephon Diggs just got his bag four years, $96 million. Um, Xavier Howard, five years, $90 million. Tariq Hill got four years, 120 from Miami. Uh, Michael Gallup, with the departure of Amari Cooper, he got five years, five, uh, $57.5 million from Dallas. Chris Godwin, three years, $60 million still in Tampa. Matt Stafford got four years, sixty of $160 to stay in uh, L.A. And Rodgers, three years, 150 from Green Bay. Um, Preston Smith, four years, $52 million from Green Bay. Devondre Campbell, big re-sign, five years, $50 million. Rasul Douglas, three years, $21 million in Green Bay. So Green Bay retained their guys, um, even though they let Devontae Adams go. Um, so it's a lot going It's a lot going on, still going on. Um, so we got the Debo Samuel situation. So he unfollowed the 49ers, deleted all his 49ers stuff off his Instagram. Apparently, he is not happy with what's going on out there. And the the 49ers don't have any money. All their money is tied up into Jimmy G. And they still have to pay other people. And who knows, you know, what when they're thinking about paying Debo. But with all the production he's given them and production that he may be on track to give them, if he's not getting paid what he feels like he's worth, he's going to want to get the hell out of there. Um, that would be ins- in- insane. Um, ugh. I wrote, I think I wrote, I wrote about the overtime rule change before it happened. I don't care to talk about it. Um, damn, we're already over an hour. We haven't gotten to the NBA playoffs yet. Hmm. I could keep going. I could. I could keep going. I don't have a problem. Keep going. But. I don't think I will. What I, I'll tell you what. I'll do something else. 
Maybe. Possibly. But, um, I'm trying to think. I might get you guys out of here, man. I don't know. Should I? Should I keep going? Should I talk about the playoffs? <sighs> I really don't care what y'all going to say. Miami in five against anybody. You know. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I think this is a good show. I think, um, I don't think I need to go further. I mean, I would like to talk about the NBA playoffs, but we can do that another time when, you know, when things get rolling. Um, I didn't, I really didn't expect to spend this much time on off season stuff. Um, yeah, man. So I think, I think that's going to be it. Get you guys out of here. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure you follow me on all social media at Eric Lyons TV. Um, shout out to stadium scene, stadium scene TV. And for the 177th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.